Welcome to Tina, a podcast that digs deeper into the thoughts of teenagers' minds about the wonders of the world. If you're new here, I am your host, Isabella. And I'm Glenn. If you're not, welcome back. Here's a quick disclaimer. If we made any mistakes, please email us and tell us. Thank you. This week, we are diving into another album of the pop culture, Happier Than Ever. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish was released on July 30th, 2021. It is her second studio album created with her brother, Phineas. At the 64th Annual Grammy Awards, this album and its title track received a total of seven nominations. Wow. Including Album of the Year, Best Pop Vocal Album, Song of the Year, and Record of the Year. So this album really touches on the things, you know, that Billy has to face as one of the most popular teenage girl on the internet. And it transformed Billy Alish a lot, I think, throughout the process of making this um, album because she has to, you know, put her experiences into her song and into lyrics to share with the audience. Um... And she is super explicit about, you know, the crazy paparazzis or the critics on social media and just basically being very real and confessional to the audience, Um, which I think it's not a lot of artists are able to do because she is just, you know, kind of exposing Mm -hmm. her vulnerable self to millions of millions of people and, you know, showing her true feelings towards all these critics and these terrible things that she has to face in this music industry. But of course, this album doesn't just, you know, touch on these terrible things um, in her past. It is actually showing that she is exerting her own power and she is taking control of her body. And most importantly, really focusing on her own self-worth. It's kind of just her trying to take care of herself and recognize that she is a person worth a lot of things and she shouldn't have to go through all this um, traumas again. And it also shows that she is finally able to take her past and leave it at the past, you know, kind of. And although it has affected her so much and mm-hmm. yeah, we could totally see that in this album. And yeah, and how she is able to take that past and make it into a power and make her grow into a confident person. Yeah, I can definitely see the growth throughout this album and how she dealt with all the problems and all the differences, you know, that came with her fame. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I first heard this uh, single for this album, Happier Than Ever, I was really shocked, like, how her... Like, how she changes the way she produces her song. What do you mean? I mean, even before, like, even before this song. Have you seen um, the Vogue cover that yeah. she did? Yeah, that, that when it popped onto my Instagram, it really shocked me. Like, this is a whole different perspective of Billie Eilish. Like, she is, she has never worn lingerie ever in public before. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, she's always, you know, wearing baggy clothes and stuff. And it's just really shocked me, like, the song and the whole album, actually. 
It's less weird as her past albums, and it's just a lot softer. And I think it gives me like a feeling of her vulnerability throughout the album. Yeah, and definitely like her femininity is portrayed throughout this album. Yeah, and you know it. Kind of like parallel with her first song, "Getting Older," it really shows that she is getting older. Anyways, this album is really inventive. I think、uh, no one has really done such weird music, and the fact that it turned into pop culture is just great. <laughs> Love her. And this album, you know how I said that it portrays her past. Now that the audience kind of knows her darkest moments. I think it's the fact that she has nothing to hide anymore, and she doesn't have to be afraid of people、mm-hmm. exposing that part of her to the world. And it's just that people could just start identifying with her and you know relate with her since she is one of the most popular girls on the world. Definitely, and people just know that they're not the only ones going through that. And because Billie Eilish has done that too. Now moving on to "Not My Responsibility." This track, I wouldn't say track. This um, this video came out before the album, and it was. I also saw it on her Instagram, and I still remember how I felt the first time I saw that、um, music video. You know how she was taking her clothes off, and you know just drowning into this. Black gooey thing, kind of.、Um, it's talking about body shaming and her. You know how her voice is really. It's like she's talking inside of your head, kind of, and、mm-hmm. really、uh, bring that message into your mind, like body shaming part. Yeah, this track definitely stood out to me when I was listening to this album. I was so、mm-hmm. shocked by it because I was like, "When is she gonna sing? When? 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 When is she? <laughs> when is she singing?" <laughs> like uh-huh, when's uh-huh. the song coming? Because like the music in this track, not the talking part.、Mm-hmm. I mean, the talking part is also great, but the music just—I I want to hear someone sing on that beat or whatever. But this this track definitely hit me differently. I would say like how she is trying to promote this message, and it would—I would say it definitely gets into your head.、Mm-hmm. And it and it, it's mixed with like a little bit of anger, a little bit. Of Brevity, you know how she is willing to stand out and say things like this.、Mm-hmm. I think this also kind of for me, she is also stating her disappointment in her fans, kind of criticizing her her body. She's not happy with them.、Mm-hmm. Like this shouldn't be the way people look at people, and she definitely does not like that、um, feeling either. I like how a lot of The parts is just her questioning the audience, like, "Would you like me to be smaller, softer, taller, or would you like to me me to be quiet?" It's like a lot of rhetorical questions, making the audience think、um, think hard to whether this is the thing that defines this artist、mm-hmm. or just anyone.、Mm-hmm. And I personally really like these two sentences. One is, "If I lived by them, I'd never be able to move." I feel like a lot of girls, not just Billie Eilish, but a lot of girls, they're trying to, you know, portray themselves as picture perfect or trying to seem skinny or really fit or anything like that. And it's always just a picture, like on Instagram. And because it is a picture, it seems so perfect, right? Hence, picture perfect. Yeah, and like if she followed that, she wouldn't be able to move. 
because it's just a picture, but mm-hmm. she is a human being. And I think that it really hits me hard. And a review said that it is a feminist refusal to be sexualized. And I think that she is really standing out to a lot of people. And she is speaking for a lot of people too. And this other sentence that I really like is um, the last sentence of this track. Or is your opinion not my responsibility? It's really showing people that she doesn't have to care. Yeah, it's like deal with all these problems by yourself. It's really not my responsibility to listen to you or um, how you talk about bad things behind my back. It's never been my responsibility and I shouldn't feel bad about it or it is my fault to make you feel that way. Yeah. And I think I really like that sentence. I feel like I can really use that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like a huge middle finger to whoever is talking bad things about her. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, here we go. I don't care. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely something that she's trying to send through her platform, you know, in mm-hmm. different ways, like in her interviews or in her concerts and everything. She's trying to send this message that you don't need to care about what people say about you. Mm-hmm. Like to me. She has always been the person who never really cares about other people's opinions. I mean, at least to me, like seeing her um, interviews, she has always been like an open person and just a person who really loves her family and who doesn't really care about this. And I like how she put this into her song. And just adding on another thing, I always admire those people that are able to talk back without adding curse words. I think she really did this really well in this track Mm -hmm. and it just portrays her anger really well too. After the break, we're gonna talk about a few of my personal favorite tracks of this album. Welcome back. Now we're going to dive into a few tracks on this album. Okay, so the first song, it's actually a song that I really like. It gave me a really good impression of this album, Getting Older. This song really shows who she is right now as, or, you know, back then as a 19-year-old girl who is heading to, you know, getting her way into her 20s. And okay, I think... This song, as most first songs of the album, sets the album for the whole album because it establishes the things and reasons for who she is today and why she is writing this album and Mm -hmm. giving it out to the whole world to see. Yeah, I think it definitely is a very vulnerable opener. Mm -hmm. And there's this line in here in the second verse where it says, when I retell a story, I make everything sound worse. I think this kind of foreshadows the album a little bit in the in the songs afterward where she, you know, talks about her past traumas. She might have made it sound worse, but to her, these are her traumas and these are her experiences. I think that even though it may not have been that bad, but these are her valid opinions and thoughts of her and I, I like how she added this into this song. Mm-hmm. This song overall talks about her struggles and moments within the music industry as a teenager. You know, showing her, um, you know, there's this another line saying that her passion was turned into kind of like a chore. Right. In the chorus, it says, things I once enjoyed just keep me employed now. And, you know, music, she started doing music when she was super young, 14 years mm-hmm. old with ocean eyes and she started music 
um, at such a young age. And right now she's so successful, but her passion is not a passion anymore. It's more a of a chore. Yeah. It just shows how the music industry is kind of making her tired and exhausted all the time. And this song also shows how she believes her future is optimistic and she wishes to find happiness in the future. Like she is trying really hard to, you know, move on and trying to live her life so she can reach the future where there's happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, this next song I'm going to talk about is I Didn't Change My Number. I don't have much to say about this, but this song is kind of also giving the vibe of her showing that she um it's after maybe like a relationship and that person is trying to reach her and she's not giving back any type of attention and she is admitting here that she didn't change her number it's just the fact that she doesn't care about this person as much anymore and she kind of doesn't want to talk to this person anymore i would say this song is relatable in the sense that you know how people always say oh did you change your number why couldn't I yeah. reach you? And yeah. she's like, it's a big eye roll. Like, I didn't change my number. I just don't want to talk to you anymore. So go away. Yeah. And it's just like this kind of message, this type of attitude that she's taking towards mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. that are causing harm into her life. You know, mm-hmm. these people who are doubting her, these these people who are judging her, she's using this attitude towards mm-hmm. them. Like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And in the chorus, she says, I'm out of sympathy for you. She she just doesn't care about this person anymore. Not even, you know, a slight bit of sympathy for this person, you know, unable to reach her. And I just really like her attitude here. Um, it's a great song to add your put to put your anger into if you're ever feeling that way. I would say this is definitely a very angry song with a lot uh-huh. of anger. And the uh-huh. the synth at the end. It's just like so disjointed, so angry, so mad. Like even the melody, it's... It's really like not harmonious in a way. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go on to this next song. This song, I didn't actually like hit me very hard at first when I listened to it. I kind of just forgot about it um, for a little until I listened to it this morning again. I really like the part where she changes the melody um, to instrumental part. Her voice just doesn't seem as close as to us anymore. Mm-hmm. It kind of just brings the vibe of 80s music, which lately I've been like really liking because of calling me by her name. <laughs> um, it it just gives me that vibe and reminds me of yeah, music from the 80s. This song, like its tune really details a story of falling in love and you know, dreaming about a future with someone. And this also brings back to the part where you know she is getting older um she is looking towards the future where the future is optimistic and she is really hoping that there is someone with her in the future right okay now moving on to this next song lost cause you know one of the top hits it shows that she is trying to get over someone i just want to bring out the fact that have you seen the music video of this song yes yeah it's really interesting how she puts a song that is about getting over someone and the music video being a lot of girls in a mansion playing silly strings. And it's just really interesting um, that she puts it together. 
I don't think in her music video she has ever done it with a lot of girls. I remember her music videos being only like herself in it. I don't know if there's like any many behind this music video. I think it's just really, really enjoyable to watch. And mm -hmm. there's this, mm -hmm. also this post that she made about this uh, video where she captioned, I love girls. I just wanted to bring that out. It's just that a lot of people say that, you know, her sexuality may not be straight, but I don't know. I've only like read a few people's comments on that. But anyways, just something that I wanted to mention. Yeah. And it caused like a controversy back then. But, yeah. but the thing that I wanted to highlight on here in this song is that I think the style is very different from her past songs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, I agree. You, you can definitely hear some, you know, influences from older music. Mm -hmm. The vocals, you can hear a little bit of R&B here. Mm -hmm. And just a little bit soul music. It's definitely different from her past music, uh -huh. which is refreshing. Okay, moving on. Next song that I actually really like, it's Your Power. This song, this track, it's her talking about older men exploiting younger women. And it's saying that she has experienced this before. Um, like how she had to go through such traumatic or not really traumatic at that moment for her, but the fact that she's just realizing now that it was something terrible and something that was done out of her consent. Like she's realizing how much um, this has affected mm -hmm. her life right now. And for me, it's like this song, this music puts together uh, with the explicit lyrics um, makes like a contrast between what the yeah. artist is portraying. And the lyrics, it's the chorus where she says, try not to abuse your power. I think it kind of sounds like she is begging older men to stop doing what they're doing to younger women because she knows how much harm that causes, how much it would affect a woman's life. And it's just her speaking honestly to the people out there to stop doing what they're doing. And I also like the fact that she is kind of within this song dissecting the behaviors of these men. That makes it so much more real. And she is giving this song to people, not just the girls that are being exploited, but also the men that are doing the exploiting and showing them that she knows what they're doing. And she knows that they're doing this not out of a good heart. Mm -hmm. Like, she is telling them to stop before they cause too much harm. Yeah. I think it's a great message that she's mm -hmm. sending through her music. It's definitely necessary for some people to know mm -hmm. what's okay to do and what's not. And I would say, like, definitely standing out like this would encourage other people to speak up for their traumas or, mm -hmm. you know, to face it for the very least, mm -hmm. um, what they've been through. And it's a good thing for people to face their trauma or maybe, like, go to therapy and you know just deal with it although she didn't like mention the details of her relationship with this older men actually had with um i think it is it must have been hard for her to make this song because you know she has to undergo so much emotions to put this into music and give it to the world mm -hmm. lastly we have happier than ever one of the greatest song within this album definitely my favorite this song 
talks about her past relationship and shows how she was hurt and how that she had been treated terribly. Mm-hmm. And I think this uh, soft music also shows her vulnerability. It just shows that she realizes what was wrong with her relationship, kind of mm-hmm. like the chorus she says when i'm away from you i'm happier than ever she realizes that this person is not doing her any good and it's for the best that she doesn't continue her relationship with this person and my favorite part about this song is the change like it's so cool and it's so unexpected you know like the the change of melody mm-hmm. in between it's like after that it says like you called me again And you're drunk, mm-hmm. and you know now that I know what's happening over there, I don't care anymore.、Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm happier, and I don't want to deal with your negativity anymore. My favorite lyrics out of this song is, "And I don't talk shit about you on the internet. Never told anyone anything bad, 'cause that shit's embarrassing." Um, the reason to why I actually like this lyrics a lot, I find it really relatable. Not saying that I've had any relationship with anyone, but it's the fact that you do so much for a person, and this person actually doesn't even care, and that person is just doing so many bad things behind your back, and you're kind of just you're trying to protect this person, but this person doesn't care. This person just keeps on, um, you know, going on with their day, and. You're just trying to do so much to protect that person's reputation, and you're still dealing so with so much, you know, negativity within yourself. And this is kind of like the first time she is expressing her hate and her anger, and finally releasing all of that emotions out. And just the outro of this music, it's just, it's just really cathartic for the person listening to it. Yeah, she yelled toward the end, like. Yelling, just straight up yelling, and yeah, I definitely get the feeling that she has done so much for this person. This person just doesn't care. They just、mm-hmm. don't care as much as she did, and she has seen through it. And she's trying to like get over it. She's like, you know what? Enough is enough.、Mm-hmm. Well, I think that really brings an end to our episode today. And this album, for sure, was a big transformation for Billie Eilish emotionally. Mentally, overall, she has grown, and she did get older throughout making this album. And I truly think that we can hope for more of this type of music in the future from her. Thank you for listening to this episode. We will upload a new episode every Thursday. Remember to like, follow, and share our podcasts with your friends and family. You could also share your idea and thoughts with us on our Instagram at teenup.podcast. You could also find us on YouTube, and we will be thrilled if you could subscribe and leave us a comment. Thank, Thank you and bye. bye.